Hey everybody, welcome back to California Kitchens. This is my Gemini life, and I'm back in the car. Hold on a second. Let me turn my radio down a little. It's very possible, um, hold on. It's very possible we're going to get that vibration sound from my regular listeners. You'll know what I'm talking about. So I will apologize to you in the advance for that, but there's no way of getting around it because... That's the world of hands-free, isn't it? <laughs> so how have you guys been doing? It's uh, February 22nd, 2020. No, it's not. It's February 23rd, 2020. And I have not been on in a while. I think I did a New Year's chit-chat catch-up thing. And um, I'm on my way to Virginia today to visit some family members. And pardon the crinkling, I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts and got me some grub that I'm going to be eating on my way, and I thought I would just hop on and talk to you guys about what I've been up to. It's a glorious day. It's 53 degrees out and sunny. I had a sweatshirt on. I had to take the, sweat, the sweatshirt off to be inside my car because the sun is blaring in, and it's hot. Hopefully I don't choke to death on my food while I'm trying to talk at the same time. That's very bad manners. Huh. To talk while you're eating. But hey, it's my Gemini life. That's that's how I roll in the Shire. So, where I live, they did something new. There's like a two-mile stretch of road. It's a very It's a very rural town that I live in. All the action happens at the main crossroads where there's a traffic light. You know, you've got you've got an old-timey restaurant that's been here forever. And you've got um, a convenience store with a gas station. And then you have two fast food joints, right? So, it's been like that for a long, long time. Well, they just changed the speed limit in this, like, two-mile run from 55, which you know is 65 or 70, to 45, which is more like 55 or 60. Now, to get anywhere... Oh, yeah, we're going to have that vibration. I can hear it already. I'm sorry. Bear with. Um, for me to get anywhere, i got to pull out of my housing development and get onto this road in that section. So it's kind of a good thing that they lowered the speed limit. But it's like right after the turnoff, actually right before the turnoff from my road into my development, that's where they raised the speed limit. So you can just imagine, I have to slow down to get into my development and everyone else is speeding up because the speed limit's changed. Oh no. And, you know, it's a revenue maker. I mean, I, th I, don't, I don't know how many accidents have actually happened in the intersections. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, obviously it warranted a reduction in speed. So, I'm headed south today. It'll take me an hour to get where I'm going. I don't know if I'll be on here with you guys for an hour. Maybe. Why not? 
um, haven't really been doing a lot for a while. I was looking for work. I don't know if I talked to you guys about that. In a couple of weeks, I will have been off without a job for an entire year. And I know the economy is doing really well. And I know the unemployment rate is really low. Therein lies the problem. Because the only jobs that are out there to be found are ones that really don't make an impact on my expenses. Like, and this is part of my own problem, okay? So whether you think I have a superiority complex or I'm better than other people, it's not that. I had a very high-level job for 20 years, and I can't substantiate taking a $10-an-hour job or 11 or 12.50 or whatever job because once I get there, you're going to be getting $50 an hour worth of work out of me. You know, it's just my very nature to go into a place and start analyzing deficiencies and coming up with ideas to streamline. And, you know, that pisses people off. <laughs> right? You bring a type A person into a situation like that, or a very analytical person who's used to taking charge and holding people accountable, and you wind up pissing a lot of people off if they're not like that. So, I worked in healthcare for a long time. That was my thing. And I'm also not interested in working in a hospital. This was not, I wasn't in a hospital environment. Um, I have a personal aversion to vaccines. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. For everyone else, it's okay. But personally, I don't want to take a job where I immediately go in and they give me boosters for 40 million different things. I live... I tried to, aside from the Dunkin' Donuts I just picked up, I try to eat pretty clean and take care of myself. I don't eat meat. I try to keep my cholesterol down. I try, I could be more active, but I'm working on it. But I think I'm in better physical shape than many people in the area where I live. So I don't want to disrupt that at my age by being exposed to these vaccines that I don't feel like I really need, that I think my immunity is really strong. I can't tell you the last time that I had to go on an antibiotic. I don't remember. And antibiotics work really well for me because I don't take them that often. So, um, I don't get sick very often, you know, unless it's a sinusy thing. So, you know, that's pollens. You know, most people are affected by that. I've never had to go to an allergist. Anyway, long story short, 
I had no desire to apply for jobs at, at the local hospital. Although I did, but I never got calls back. So, I've been cleaning out my house because I've been forced into this situation where I have to sell my house. Uh, I've owned my home for 15 years. And... Get to put it up for sale, get completely out of debt, pay off my car, and still walk away with a chunk of money. And I'm moving to Florida. That's where I was planning to retire to anyway. I have no idea where, uh, well, I want to be Southwest Florida. Um, so Fort Myers or South. I'm not even crazy about Fort Myers. I'd rather be South of there. And I really want to be Tampa, Clearwater, St. Pete. There's too much crime. A lot of sexual offenders. Like, face it. Criminals want to live where it's warm, too. Like, they don't want to be up here in the frozen north. It's a lot of work to be... have to shovel snow and deal. You know, I'm... I don't... I'm not crazy about the seasons. They're nice. I enjoy fall foliage as much as the next person. But I could fly up to Massachusetts or Vermont for a long weekend and get it out of my system, right? So, I'm also hoping that the work prospects will be better in Florida. I am not to toot my own horn, but I am highly qualified. And I think there's a talent shortage in Florida in areas other than hospitality because there's a younger demographic in Florida. The older people who live there are all retired. Now, granted, the little part-time jobs they're getting as hostesses and stuff and restaurants. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I will have to pay my rent. You know, I'm a little ways away from Social Security. I have no intention of working until I'm 70. That's for damn sure. So, I'm minimizing. Um, I'm three quarters of the way through cleaning out my attic. I'm up to the holiday decorations. And I literally... If you go to the liquor store, you know, they have those boxes that the quart-sized li liquor bottles come in. And I have one of them where each area where a liquor bottle would have gone into has three coffee mugs. I have a whole box just full of miscellaneous coffee mugs, like Christmas time. You know, like if you work in an office and for Christmas someone will give you a coffee cup filled with, like, marshmallows and Swiss Miss Instant Hot Chocolate or filled with Hershey's Kisses or something. You know what I mean? And I've just kept them. Why? 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 been up in my attic for all this time. Yeah, so they're going. Um, and at one point, I used to have, in my other life, a Christmas tree in the living room, a Christmas tree out on the outside deck that we decorated pine cones with peanut butter and seeds for the animals, like birds and squirrels. And then a Christmas tree up in my bedroom. Therefore, ergo, 
have a Boku number of Christmas decorations. Okay? And I could decorate your tree in 10 different color schemes. <laughs> I'll just put it to you that way. Completely unnecessary. So, scaling back on that. I already gave one of my artificial trees away. So what's next is going through the Easter decorations, Halloween decorations. I mean, I don't need any of that stuff. Um, in Florida, my house will probably be, you know, minimalist, contemporary kind of style with some beachy things thrown in. You will never see a pink flamingo in my yard or on my wall. That's just not my style. I mean, I'll go to a restaurant that has all that crap on there, but I'm more, you know, neutral schemes with a little pop of color. And actually my favorite colors are turquoise and brown and purple. Those have been my favorite colors since I was a little girl. For some reason that just resonates with me. So anyway, that I've got one more section of my garage to clean out and then I'm going to have um, an older kitchen table that's in great shape um, and then um, a wicker chair a wicker side table a wicker end table and an old coffee table the rest of my Christmas decorations as I said holiday decorations and then there's a little section in my garage I need to go through and miscellaneous boxes of like parts to cars and stuff like that when my son would change his oil in my garage there's like you know I might even have old maps of the United States in there remember maps for the United States like from AAA <laughs> so and then Salvation Army can come and pick that stuff up. That will be phase one or phase two. And then, well, actually that will end phase one. And then I need to call a realtor. And then the realtor will come in and say, you've got too much shit in your house <laughs> to show it. Which I recognize that could happen. In which case the excess stuff will have to be binned or boxed and put up in the attic until the house is sold because there are certain pieces the furniture I have like some little you know my dresser drawer my dresser I have a table that goes behind um, your couch I don't really use it like that I use it as a desk in my bedroom but I don't want to get rid of it because you know when I do my writing um and even some of my um, YouTube videos, I like to have um, that table available. So, won't be getting rid of that. But I'm sure when to show your house, like I have um, an armoire. For example, an armoire in my 
living room that my TV used to go in. But, you know, the TVs are so big now, it doesn't fit in the armoire. So I store other things in there. I have, you know, I do have VHS and DVDs. I still have VHS stuff. I have a VCR. That's right. Um, anyways, I have a lot of family portraits on top of that. And I was looking at it last weekend. And they really are literally just collecting dust. So I'm going to have to take all of them down and put them in a box and then dust that area off, off the top there. And, uh, put the photographs in boxes and label them. The world is so different now because really every, most people have everything digitized, right? I mean, most people have very little actual photographs in their house unless you've gone and taken pictures of the kids during the holidays and you have like, you know, photo to canvas kind of things. Back in the day, I mean, I was going through a box with some photographs in it and they still had the negatives in there, the little envelope with the negatives. You might not know what a negative is. A negative is from uh, an original roll of film that when you take the roll of film out of the camera, they take it and they develop it, and then they cut the negatives in sections, and that goes right in the envelope with your actual prints. Because you could always take the negative in and have a reprint done. Well, obviously that's not how it's done anymore. So got rid of a lot of negatives and just had a good time going through all that nostalgic. It was kind of interesting because, you know, it's Mercury's in retrograde and things from your past return, right? That's what was returning for me, like all of the memories of um, the things that I was looking at in the pictures. And even pictures of myself when I was like 18 years old <laughs> and 23 years old and stuff like that. So that was kind of fun. And, um, you know, but as I was going through these things and deciding what I was keeping and putting some things away, I was realizing there's going to be more, like there's going to have to be a whole nother phase two of going through stuff. Um, you know, I have a friend who has gone through something similar and she had all of the pictures that she wanted. She took them somewhere and had them digitized. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. You know what? That seems like a lot of work to me. <laughs> it's easier for me, I think, to put them in a box and label them and just keep the box. I don't know. A studio, one bedroom or two bedroom condo or apartment in Florida will not have a lot of storage. Um, but there are some things like you look at the picture and it's like, it takes you back, right? It's like, Oh, I remember sitting there on the couch that Christmas day. Um, and it's fun to see what you used to look like. But the really interesting thing is I don't feel like I look that much different. You know, the expression on my face. Now I will say what I could tell was my affect seemed a bit brighter. Um, I 
I would describe it is there was still a sense of innocence and naivete, you know? I hadn't been through everything that I've been through now. Like, when you look into my eyes, you don't see the sparkle and the joy that you did when I was 18. It's a different... You know, you do. You look wiser when you get older. You've been through the shit. You've realized that people aren't who you think they are, right? And, uh, you know, the eyes really are the window to the soul because you could look at the pictures and see. And actually, I still think that my facial expressions convey a lot of information to people who know me well. Because I could tell in some of the photographs, just by the expression on my face, despite what was happening in the photograph, how I was feeling about that moment. Interesting. So anyway, I also came across pictures of ex-boyfriends and cards that they sent me, and they had to go. (laughs) They got purged. Um... But anyway, yeah, so that, that's what I've been doing, and it, it really is interesting that I, I just, but I, you know, I was motivated to do it, and when you have that motivation, I was up till 2 o'clock in the morning one night, just, I was on a roll. I was didn't even feel tired. I didn't even have to have more coffee. I was just like, let's do this, you know? Um, but then the next day, it got really cold out, and my attic is obviously not heated. I could drag a little heater in there, but... So I was like, that's enough. I don't want to burn myself out. So going on vacation in a couple of weeks. And uh, when I come back from vacation, I'm going to get back on it, do that other phase, and then contact a real estate agent. I did look, and there are a few houses. On my street now, there's no houses for sale. All the houses that were for sale in my neighborhood are all sold. So I'm hoping that I can get a little bit more for it than I actually thought I could. Because I've got a pretty big house, and it's the biggest lot in the neighborhood, and it's completely fenced in, and, you know, I I blacktopped my driveway a few years ago. I had a brand-new, higher SEER-rated HVAC system put in last January, and I keep it well-maintained. Like, it's clean. My house is clean. You know, I do have a cat, but she's clean. And, uh, my house doesn't smell when you walk in or anything like that. I don't smoke. And actually, I've had people who walk in my house and just, like, they immediately, they immediately calm down. It's like my house has got really good shui. It's got good energy. So, I was telling one of my brothers this. And they're like, well, what if your house sells right away? I'm like, cool, that's great. He's like, well, where are you going to live? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But, you know, the universe has a tendency and the law of attraction. Once you set things in motion, the next phase comes up, right? It's like, I'm not fucking worried about it. It's going to be fine. How did I wind up where I was? I had money from selling house with my ex-husband. And uh, it's like... I'm tired of renting. I'm sitting on all this money. I want to buy a house because it's a better investment. I can deduct it from my taxes. So I started looking for houses. 
and guess what? I got a house. Um, and that's just what happens. Like you can't sit on your butt on the couch all day, just flipping channels. And I just got to the point where, you know, I applied for a couple of jobs with the state. Neither one of them came through and I'm like, all right, you know, I never heard anything back. And I was like, well, that's it. That was my, that was the deciding factor. I will give this like two more weeks. If I don't hear back about the interview I went on or the, the state job I applied for, that's, that's my answer. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to move away. I mean, I have very few friends in this area because I'm so different from people in my area. I mean, I think I might be, and I know this sounds like I'm really tooting my own horn, but I'm a pretty intelligent person and I, I, I want to talk about things that people in my area don't want to talk about, you know, it's, um, and I landed here. I wound up here. It's just where I, where I wound up. It was a great place to raise my son. He went to a great school. He's got a great job. Um, but he lives two hours away from me now and, um, I don't have friends. Um, I have like one or two close friends. And so what's the point in me staying here? I moved to Florida. There's a lot more people like me there. You know, they're my age. Uh, their careers are have ended. They're retired. Um, they're smart. They're in Florida because they want to be in a warmer climate. You know, they're ready to retire. They want to have fun. They want to be out in the sunshine. They want to go have a cocktail and a taco um, <clears throat> on the weekend and get together with friends and have margaritas or go out on the boat. That's me, man. That's my jam. That's my jam. So when it comes down to it, I'll put the back seat down on my car. I'll load up the hatch in the back, my guitar, uh, my toiletries, my essential clothing, my bathing suits, my towels, my suntan lotion, my beach chair, my umbrella, some essential stuff. My good shit will go into storage up by my son's house so he can keep an eye on it periodically. He can go in the storage bin and make sure everything's copacetic. And then I will um, have the bare necessities that I need to get started somewhere. And when I land... Um, then I will fly back up to my son's, rent a U-Haul, and we'll load it up and drive down to Florida to my place and unload, and then I'll fly my son back. Bada bing, bada boom. So we have a plan in place, and I feel very bad about leaving my son. I will tell you, uh, I left him once before. I had no choice. It was a bad situation I was in, the marriage that I was in. And when my son was a teenager, I left. I moved 30 minutes away, so I still got to see him. But, you know, without getting into it too much, it was not an option for me to take him with me. And I didn't want him to, to pull him out of school away from all of his friends. It was easier for me just to move out. So that's what I did. And, you know, I, I, I was always concerned about him having abandonment issues. And because I know as a child and still I harbor some of that myself, abandonment issues, because I was very much a loner. I had four older brothers, but the only girl and my mom wasn't really 
very feminine-centric. My whole household revolved around the men. And so I was kind of always on my own. And that's been like the theme in my life. So, I mean, there's that sense of abandonment. And I did not, I never wanted my son to feel that. So it's been a big factor in me deciding to move. And uh, he's cool with it. He's like, well, it'll give us a place to go in Florida. And I don't, I only get to see him once or twice a, a month now anyway. So, and you know, sometimes you can get really cheap flights to Florida, like 90, $99 and stuff like that. So, you know, and it'll all work out the way it's supposed to work out. I'm a firm believer in that. You know, it's just, that's, that's how my life has gone, you know, and I've moved, um, well, I went to college too, so I moved back and forth like four times, Colorado and back, New York to Florida, Florida to Maryland, Maryland to Delaware, Delaware to Maryland, Maryland to within Maryland three times, and then now Maryland to Florida. So I'm hoping this will be the last trip. I, when I purchased my vehicle, I did think this was going to be the last car I ever needed. I mean, I've got 38,000 miles on it. I don't know. It might not be my last car. Maybe I'll get a Mercedes or a Tesla at some point, you know. I'm not ruling anything out. I might Not that I need a reversal of fortune, but I'm all down with creating more abundance. And if I do, you know... I really want to buy a Range Rover Evoque. I know they're expensive to maintain. I'm renting one when I go on vacation in Florida. I've already got it reserved. So I'll see if I like it. Um, that's the kind of car I'd really like to have. I don't need a brand new car every year. I I have less than 40,000 miles on this vehicle. I've had it all going on three years. Um, but, you know, my dad instilled that in me. You always need to have a good, good car. And this is a good vehicle. I get almost 30 miles to the gallon. Um, but, you know, I'm. I, I, it's very likely I'm going to live another 30 years. And I want to be where I'm happy. I want to be where I'm around people that are similar to me, where the weather's nice. You know, there are indigenous species there that are dangerous. You know, I'm not going to put myself in peril. It's surprising, though. So let's talk about Florida and uh, down by the Everglades. You know, some of the places I stay are down that way. So it's only a 20 or 30 minute ride to get to some of those nature trails and parks and stuff. And um, I was there one year with a friend. We went down the nature trail and we got back from our trip and I happened to be looking on YouTube and someone had posted a, a video, the very same nature trail I had been on, this woman was walking along and a Florida panther just was sprinting down the boardwalk um, in this nature trail. And it literally, it ran right by her. It didn't try to attack or anything, but fortunately they were filming it and it was just like incredible. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sure it was a thrill, but also that's scary because you've could have died, you know, it could have attacked you if it felt threatened by you. And at those places, 
the alligators are everywhere. Like you could be walking along and not even realize there's an alligator two foot away from you. So when you're walking, you know, you're trying to enjoy the fauna and the flora and make sure no snakes are dropping down out of the trees above you. You know, I've, you know, and I've done these enough. I don't really want to go on any more of these adventure trails. <laughs> Maybe an airboat ride I'll do again. But anyways, but, um, yeah, I don't know how safe it is that for people to be doing this anymore because, you know, how many times have we heard about the alligators just grabbing people and dragging them into the water or your pet or they, you know, it's like, oh, a Florida woman, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, you know, there's the little dog running around with the leash and no owner and they find this very lethargic alligator and they euthanize it and open it up and there's the owner of the dog. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not, that's not how I'm planning to go out with people. <laughs> yeah, for like my natal chart, for my, my, my astrology, my birth chart and everything, it says that I am likely to live a very long life and live into old age and die of natural causes. That doesn't mean... I don't have that fixed in my head that be like, oh, well, I can take any kind of chance that I want now because I'm just going to live to a ripe old age and die of natural causes. Yeah, that's not licensed to go and do something foolish, right? It's like, I, I don't want to skydive, not my element. I don't, you know, I don't want to go scuba diving. I don't have the breath for that. You know, I have an issue. I hurt my throat cheerleading once and sometimes I choke on my own food. <laughs> I don't want to worry about choking on air. 40 fathoms below or something. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I don't I can always come up with something to talk about here. Hold on. So here's another stretch of road where it goes like right down to 45 and then like in like one minute it's gonna be up to 55 again and people are just gonna be flying past me. So, in addition to all the things that I cleared out, I also cleared out, like, my kitchen cabinets. And, you know, um, if you're keeping plastic butter tubs, don't. Okay, those can go right away. Just, if you have a local recycling place, get rid of them now. What do you need them for, right? You probably have got lock and lock or something off of QVC or someone in your neighborhood selling Tupperware and you have that too. Why are you keeping the butter tubs? I did. I even run those suckers through my dishwasher. What the hell am I thinking, right? So got rid of them. I didn't even, actually, I didn't even recycle them. I put them in the box to donate to charity. <laughs> Maybe there's someone's poor enough that doesn't have um lock and lock or Tupperware or any of the myriad other Ziploc-y whatever and gosh we have so much plastic anyway right hold on because there's a big truck in front of me and I don't want to pass them on the curve I'd rather pass them on the straightaway don't matter he's on his fucking phone anyway you know and it's like supposed to be hands free and it's not and you see I'm sorry you see the state police guys like this too 
and they're supposed to be hands-free, and they're not. It's like, what the hell are you doing? And you can tell right away, right? I mean, this is not going to be one of my uh, traveling rants. Did you notice that already? I haven't ranted about one thing yet. But <clears throat> go back and look at my previous videos, and you'll you'll be able to watch like a, fun, a, a driving rant, a driver rant, or people you see on the road. But you can tell right away because they're going slow. And they're not staying in their lane. It's speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down. I was behind a lady in a Cadillac. She was in the left-hand lane, and I'm cruising wherever I was going or coming from. I had cruise control on. It was a long stretch of road. And, uh, you know, it's the left-hand lane. That's their lane. You just go around them. But I was on cruise control, and it was a slower traffic keep to the right. And she was slowing down and speeding up. And, and I was like, I'm just staying right here steady right behind you and I could see her looking down at her phone and then she looked up and then she sped up a little and it's like there, there's nothing that can't wait there's nothing that can't wait if I'm in the car with you and you're driving and you get on the phone no I'm not having it because I've been in five car accidents none of them were my fault I'm not it, it, it's something that's completely avoidable if I'm at a stoplight and I need to check my phone away I'll do it at a stoplight but even then the light can change because that's happened to me I'm behind people and the light changes and they're not going because they're on their phone checking their phone. It's really, it's really not necessary. There, there, most places, there's some place you could pull over and check stuff, right? So be safe, you know, don't take any, don't take any chances unnecessarily. Yeah. And people think they're really confident in their driving skills and they can check their their texts and stuff while driving. It's like, I'm, I'm very happy for you that think that you can, but don't. Especially not with me in the car. Um, or pull over and let me drive. Or let me hold the phone for you. What are you trying to do? You know, you're looking up a number. You're not sure where you're going. Let me do that for you. You concentrate on driving. Because I'm precious cargo. <laughs> Everybody's precious cargo. Yeah, it's a pretty day. The sun is nice. So, what are you all doing today? Anything good? Yeah, so I'm pretty amped up about moving to Florida. And when I'm on vacation in Florida, southwest Florida, coming up in a couple weeks, a friend's going with me this time, which will be fun. Um... I'm also uh, catching up with a friend from childhood who I, you know, they, they, this person was actually a friend of one of my brothers, but we reconnected on Facebook, and um, so we're going to kind of get together for dinner, or I'm not sure yet what we're doing. I'm going to call him when I get down there and figure out if he's coming down to where I'm staying, or if we're going to meet halfway, or if I'm going up to where he lives. And uh, just hang out and uh, maybe get lunch or something um, and um, just catch up and talk about old times and, you know, what's going on with him and his family and what's going on with my family and stuff like that. So it'll be fun. And But I'm also kind of going to pick his brain a little bit about areas <clears throat> to avoid in terms of where to live. And he's kind of retired and has his own business. Um, so... You know, I don't think he's going to be able to tell me much about work, but if I'm completely out of debt, 
all I'll need is health insurance and car insurance, right? Um, so my expenses will be little. Um, I'm not going to be able to afford a $500,000 or $800,000 Florida home with a screened-in pool. As much as I would love that, that's not in my future at this point, unfortunately. It could have been had I not lost my job. At least the $300,000 or $250,000 Florida home. Because homes in most places in Florida aren't really that expensive, but where I want to be or a place in a nice gated community, you know, it's, it will just start at $250,000 plus HOA. And also much easier with two incomes, right? But I'm single. So you make do and I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, um, so maybe you can shed some light on what's a good place to be. Um, or, you know, actually a safe place to be. And I don't want to be in Jacksonville or Pensacola or St. Augustine or Daytona Beach because you know why? It's not far enough south for me. I've lived in Florida before. I don't want to be in Orlando because it's too fucking hot. There's no breeze. I want to be by the water either on, preferably on the west coast where you have you know, the Gulf or the East Coast, which is kind of nice because it's the ocean side and you get prevailing breeze, prevailing wind. No matter where you go in the water down there, there's sharks, just so you know. Um, yeah, there's sharks. You got to be careful down there. That's where they live. I mean, the, the water's warm and they breed and they come up the coast, do stuff and, um, yeah, it's not, it's not their fault. That's their environment. So I spend very little time in the water down there when I go. <clears throat> I'll go in, dunk, splash around, get my head wet, and come right out. I don't, I don't linger. I don't wear shiny jewelry in the water. Um, I don't go in the water if I have, if I'm bleeding, if I have an open cut or wound or something. Um, I know salt water is good for healing wounds and stuff, but, you know, there's also flesh-eating bacteria. <laughs> Not that I'm an alarmist, but the fact of the matter is, some of those places that have red tide and everything, like Fort Myers and Naples, they've had a real issue consistently with this floral blooms, red bloom crap that gets in the water, and I've talked about this before too, it's because they drain Lake Okeechobee, which is closer up to Orlando, and all the runoff of the pesticides from people's lawns and crap uh, runs out into the Gulf, and it, cre it, it creates fish kills, and it kills the natural pH of the water, and you get these blooms, and then the dead fish smell, and people start having respiratory problems. I don't want to live anywhere near that. South of that, they don't have that problem. That's my goal. And this is my goal to begin with. You know, maybe I'll meet Prince Charming and I'll be able to travel all over the world like I have always wanted to do. Well, within reason. Like, I guess if you went to Morocco with someone who is really well-traveled, which I'm not really well-traveled, um, then that would be cool. I think Morocco would be cool. I don't want to live in Morocco. And I don't necessarily want to go to a place like that 
with a tour group, you know, it's like, it's like, I don't want to go to Paris and eat at McDonald's either, you know what I mean, I want to, it would be nice to be able to go someplace, I think a trip to Tuscany, where you go, and you stay at someone's house, and, um, you know, sometimes they have those cooking, cooking trips that you can go, and I guess it's a little bit more touristy, but still, you're staying at, um, a person's house that lives there, and, they're relying on tourism, but it's just much smaller scale, right? They might have eight people staying in their villa, and they're teaching you, and you get to help them cook traditional meals, and, you know, they're going outside and picking the basil out of their herb garden. You know, um, that would be fabulous. I'd love that. Not big on cruises. You know, maybe one of those river cruises might be nice. Not sure. I hear Croatia is beautiful. I definitely want to do Ireland, Scotland, Peak District in England, maybe London. I don't know. Um, never really had a desire for Australia or New Zealand. Really didn't do anything. I don't want to go to Thailand or Japan. Ah, no. Tokyo looks like it's cool. Um, I'd love to see the Northern Lights. So I wouldn't rule out... Um, Greenland or Iceland. I'd like to go to Nova Scotia. Um, and I'm even on the fence about Alaska. I don't know. I mean, I do like being out um, in nature, in the woods and stuff like that. I mean, I was just up in Maine in October at my brother's hunting cabin. And that's like, that's good. That's enough forest therapy for me. Um, I'd love to go to the Grand Canyon. I've not even ever been to the Grand Canyon, you know, so that's definitely, we'd definitely like to go there. Um, I'd love to see the Redwood Forest. Uh, I've been to California. I've been to San Diego. Uh, I haven't been to San Francisco. But yeah, the Pacific Northwest, the Pacific Coast, I've, you know, I put my foot in the Pacific Ocean. Um, you know, Florida, I like. I've been to Texas, done with Texas, and no desire. You know, I've been to the Carolinas. I've been all over there. I don't have any desire for Tennessee or Kentucky or Louisiana or Alabama. Or, there's nothing there I need to see. Um, lived in Colorado, like that. Would love, you know, if I had my druthers, if money was not an object, I would love to... Um, spend Christmas in Aspen or Christmas in Big Bear, right? Go skiing. I don't even know if I could ski anymore. I used to ski. That might be, you know, one of those too, too much high octane at this point in my life and uh, peril type of thing. <laughs> I don't think snow tubing or, or snowmobiling would be as bad. Or you know what? Maybe it's just a one-horse open sleigh <laughs> is more my speed. <clears throat> but yeah, if money wasn't an object, I would totally do that. Oh, you know where I'd love to go? Switzerland, Austria. They look like beautiful countries, what I've seen um, photos of and videos of. That would be cool. So, anyway, you know, the future's uncertain and the end is always near. 
right? Jim Morrison. Anything could happen. You have to create your own life. You can't sit back and, you know, you can dream and put your intentions out there. By the way, while I'm in Florida, we've got full moon, March 9th. Mercury grows direct after that. So put your intentions, you know, write them down and put them out there. Things that you want for the remainder of the year, the next six months, or, um, and just forget about them, put them away, and just anticipate that it's going to happen. Don't start to get negative about, oh, this is never going to happen for me. You know, there's one of the tarot readers I watch, Eliza Jean, or Lisa Jean, she's, I think she might be in Ireland. I'm not sure where she's from. She's funny. She's also a Gemini. Um, she's like, there's 9 billion people on the planet. There's someone somewhere out there for everybody. You know, you're going to meet that person or, you know, and I, I, I would like that. I would, I would like to have my tribe, you know, I would like to have my group of people that are like-minded that you can completely cut loose with, that are non-judgmental, uh, not necessarily freaky, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not into freaky shit, um, and I like to have a good time, I'm not a big drinker, um, I, I like to be in control too much to be, to get wasted anymore like that. Unless I'm around someone that I feel really safe with, it's gonna, you know, like, like when you go down to uh, Costa Rica and for an ayahuasca um, herbal medicine like retreat thing, and they have people right there with you. So if it's a bad experience, they're making sure you're not gonna croak. <laughs> Those are the kind of friends I want. <laughs> not that I'm on the market for ayahuasca. I'm not. I'm just saying, right? That's me. I'm talking. I'm just saying. Wow, I'm almost like it's 50 minutes. Yeah, I'm almost to my uh, destination here. Um, so I think I'm going to get here. I might pull over in a minute because I want to stop the video and uh, I don't want to lose it. I have to save it. I'm not sure if I'll be able to upload it well. From the, the cell phone signal down here is not great. Oh, you know what? I, I, I just looked off in the distance. There's this little cemetery. I got to tell you this. I went up to my friend's house in Pennsylvania a few weekends ago, and we were driving around to different places. And I was like, what the hell? And I was like, why are there so many cemeteries? And uh, we, I was in the car with like three people, and they were like, yeah, no, it's just like there's a lot of churches right in this particular area. I was like, God. Like every time we made a left or a right, there's another cemetery. And there's houses around them, too. Like, don't buy a house with a cemetery in the backyard. I mean, no disrespect. Oh, wow, the crocuses are up here. It's not even March, and the flowers are blooming. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, yeah, do not... Um, yeah, don't buy a house with a cemetery in the backyard. It's bad, it's bad juju. It's bad energy. Like, you can't burn enough sage to make that okay for anybody. Because not everyone dies, um, has left with good energy. You know what I mean? And, but the, of course, this is my perspective. I think the energies, 
there's only so much energy and we're all atoms and particles and stuff, right? And the body decomposes, but the energy moves on. And if the soul's not ready to go, it might linger. Nobody needs that juju hanging around. So don't, don't put yourself in a position unnecessarily. You know, if you're looking to buy a house, drive around the neighborhood really well in the surrounding area. Go on windy days and see what kind of smells are happening around the home. Go on rainy days and see where the water sits, right? Is, is, the, is the property really soggy? Because they won't tell you that. The house across the street, caddy corner to mine, when it rains, the whole front yard floods. It's horrible. You really wouldn't know that um, unless you went when it was raining out. I did before I bought my house, and I did find that there was a farm far enough away um, that the smell didn't really affect where I lived. Now, I'm stopped here on this country road because there's a guy in a pickup truck backing up his RV, his big RV. It's not an RV. It's, it's basically an apartment on wheels. And he's trying to avoid the ditch. It's a really narrow road for him to be back in that huge... I mean, it's one of those, like, 40, 30-something foot tow-behinds with a pop-out. Well, I hope you guys have been on a road trip, too, because this is, like, an hour-long video, an hour-long podcast. But I'm glad that you were with me, right? I uh, enjoy the company. I enjoy sharing. Um, about to go to get to my brother's house. He lives on a long dirt road, and um, there was snow down here a couple of days ago. So, well, there's actually in the um, they had about an inch of snow, and in the really shady parts of the woods here, you can still see some snow up on the edge of the woods. So I'm anticipating that his. <coughs> His driveway here is going to be really soggy. I'm just anticipating that. Oh, it's not too bad. We got a couple of ruts here. All right, hang on. Let me stop real quick and do this before I get up there and park. So you guys, I will see you, I'll be talking to you again very soon, and uh, catch you next time. Take care. Bye.